You're in the press pool. It's Wednesday, April 10, Budget Day here in Washington, D.C. Joining me now, Eleanor Clift is writer-reporter for Newsweek and a panelist on the McLaughlin Group, where she's on the progressive side. You can follow her on Twitter at Eleanor Clift. She's here on her piece, Obama Could Win in 24 Midterms by Losing Legislative Battles Now. Hi, Eleanor. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Glad to be with you, Julie. Oh, it's great to have you back. So what an interesting take on this, because uh, because I think the thinking was that he could win now, but isn't going to win in 2014. Well, he could win now, and I think he wants the legislative victories. I mean, I think that's what he wants. He's but not he bluffing. <laughs> get them, if he doesn't get them, mm-hmm. he then can take the energy, the anger against what appears to be pretty visible Republican obstructionism and translate that into uh, victories in House, House districts. Even on guns, because uh, you now for the first time have an infrastructure on the other side uh, in opposition to the NRA. And there are suburban districts that uh, would be um, competitive, I think, for, for Democrats basically on that issue and also on immigration reform. And you've also got some increasingly diverse districts out out west, California, New Mexico, Colorado, that if the Republicans uh, stymie immigration reform, uh, those districts could all, also tilt to the Democrats. But you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not Pollyannish about this. Um, <laughs> it's it's threading the needle. I mm-hmm. mean, the. the um, the Republicans have done such a good job uh, gerrymandering that there are very few districts left that can be considered a swing district, and that's where the Democrats have it have a chance. So, but um, I talked to um, Stu Rothenberg, who's basically a center right political analysis and an analyst, and he he said, you know, the numbers aren't there yet for the for the Democrats, but um, if the Republicans keep behaving the way they've been behaving, looking like they just want to destroy the president, being unable to say yes to anything he offers. Uh, they could they could they could drive themselves into into defeat. It is possible. And how do you rank guns as something to mobilize Democratic voters? It certainly um, riles up the other side. It does. And um, I think the intensity gap or the passion gap certainly uh, has helped the gun rights advocates. But, you know, you see those families from Newtown and you watch them come down the stairs on Air Force One and my goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're going to stay engaged. It reminds me of the 9-11 families from New York a decade ago. And, you know, they had an impact on what was happening in New York. There was a lot of anger with the with those families, too. It seems like the Newtown parents are still still in shock when you see them interviewed on TV. They're, they're quite subdued in contrast to the 9-11 families who were angry. Right. Um, yeah, the um, the Newtown families are struggling to transform their still very raw grief mm-hmm. into political activism, and um, you know I I think that it must be very hard for members of Congress if you're claiming you're going to block progress on on gun reform to then you know confront uh, these people who are in the in the Congress and who are lobbying. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the Republicans have shown signs of. Uh, climbing down a bit here in just the last 24 hours. The, the last 24 hours seem to have been very significant in this debate. Um, uh, and I've, uh, we heard earlier from a Bloomberg reporter, Heidi Prisbola, that that all of the lawmakers who the Newtown families had asked to see were meeting with them. They were not fobbing them off on staff. They were not too busy to meet. They were actually sitting down with those families, which really surprised me, knowing right. members of Congress. Right, right. And uh, these are Republicans and Democrats as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, exactly. So President Obama might get some some limited success on this. We were also uh, observing earlier that uh, what a, what a strange universe when you know a slight expansion of background checks is hailed as a a mighty victory. Um, it must be very bewildering to people who feel strongly about gun control but aren't really conversant on Washington. Well, that came up in the White House briefing. I think it was on Monday, saying, mm-hmm. "Well, if you only get background checks and." Uh, Jay Carney, the press secretary, said, look, six months ago, nobody would would have given background checks a prayer mm-hmm. in the Congress. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's evidence how far we've come. And it was obviously the horrific event in, in Newtown that mm-hmm. has jolted people. And yeah. you would think that they would have been racing to ban assault weapons and get these military-style weapons off the streets and, and put a tax on ammunition. If, if, if it were me, I would do all these things. But um, it's a, um, a tribute to the special interest politics that really is part of our system. Well, there were all these, um, you know, walls that were built up to get anything additional. But Eleanor, isn't aren't guns also one of those issues that it's sort of a defining issue for people, kind of like abortion, that you it's, people aren't really squishy. They are one or the other on on the issue of of uh, guns. Well, not entirely. I, I, you know, Howard Dean got elected in Vermont repeatedly. They have to run every two years there. He was governor for most of a decade, and he had the NRA backing him. And you think of Howard Dean, you think of the liberal oh, uh, yeah. running the Democratic mm-hmm. wing of the Democratic Party. You know, what was he doing with all that, that gun support? Well, his answer is, in, in Vermont, they're hunters and sportsmen. In Washington, they're... Uh, tied in with the gun manufacturers and right. the bureaucracy. So I think you can find people who are strong on gun ownership and gun sportsmanship. I mean, Gabby Giffords would be one of them, for goodness sakes, and she was shot. Yeah. She's still a strong supporter of gun uh, rights, but they understand that they're, that, that restraints are also uh, needed. And I, you know, I think one of the president's most powerful arguments is when he talks about, yes, we have this Second Amendment right, but we have other rights here to peaceably uh, assemble to send our children to school without fear of them being blown up. So there are competing rights here, and getting that balance right is what um, the legislature needs to do.